Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. I'm here with my guest here today. This is my son, Tad. Uh, it's the first time he's ever been on the, on the show, uh, and he's interested in talking about UFOs. Of course, uh, I've been talking about UFOs to him pretty much uh, the whole time he was growing up. Now he's in his 20, he's 20 years old now. And um, Anyhow, uh, he has a, a somewhat interest in it because I guess uh, – uh, he got interested from from me talking about it all the time, uh, but uh, anyway, we're t- today we're going to talk about an article. Uh, it's the Pascagoula abduction from 1973, and this involved uh, uh, two 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 men were fixed fishing on the Pascagoula River in Mississippi in 1973. Calvin Parker and Charles Hickson, and uh, they were abducted by aliens uh, and. Uh, pretty much given a, you know, a once over. These guys were out fishing and they saw some aliens from what I understand. Uh, so that's the basic gist of the story. Well, the basic gist of the story was not, I mean, not only did they see aliens, but they were actually abducted. I mean, okay, here's, here's, here's the, here's the deal. It was actually the first day on the job for this one guy, uh, Calvin Parker was only 19 years old. Uh, Charles Hickson was in his 40s, and Calvin Parker got this job uh, with uh, with his buddy. And uh, he, he at at the you know after work was over that night, I mean he they went fishing on the river. And uh, next thing you know, a, a, a saucer shows up, and the both men are getting dragged in the saucer by these robot type beings. And uh, next thing you know, they're they're being examined by this by these beings now. Now Parker really didn't talk much about this over all these years. Uh, like I guess he just wanted he wanted to like he was embarrassed. You know, people would you know say stuff to him. So, but he did talk about it in, in recent years. He's you know he's he's an older guy now. And uh, and here, here there was an article and it was in this uh, uh, website. It's called Country Roads. I will leave the link for it. And it was a pre- very interesting article. It was written by Alexandra Kennan. Uh, and from and from September 21st, 2021, and it's called the Pascagoula abduction. Nearly 50 years after becoming one of the most credible credible alien abductees in history, Calvin Parker shares his story. For for 46 years, I kept it a secret. I didn't even tell my wife about it. Calvin Parker told me in his thick Mississippi accent, referring to the evening of October 11th, 1973. 
That evening, Parker was fishing on the Pascagoula River with his friend Charles Hickson. It was his first day on the job at F.B. Walker & Sons Shipyard, a job Hickson had helped him to get. He was 19 years old, his wedding a month away, with aspirations to live a simple life. I wanted to get married, wanted to have children, wanted to have grandchildren, wanted to buy a, a house, retire, and fish, said Parker, now 67, over the phone from the back porch of his current home in Moss Point, Mississippi. So the retiring and fishing has come about, but it was a long battle to get there. Pascagoula native Rebecca Davis distinctly remembers Parker and Hickson's story first breaking when he was 12 years old. I was at a friend's house, and, you know, we live in the Bible Belt. I asked my friend's dad why he was putting aluminum foil in the windows, Davis recalled over the phone. He told me it was to keep the aliens from getting to our brains. When Davis got home, she immediately asked her parents and grandparents about the aliens. I was stopped in my tracks and told, we do not talk about these things. Don't ever mention it again, Davis said. I was brought up uh, missionary Baptist, and so, yeah, it was taboo. You didn't talk about it, and pretty much South Mississippi was that way. Despite the outward secrecy, when Davis's grandmother passed away in 2005 and the family cleaned out her house, Davis discovered her grandmother had saved every local newspaper article about the case of Calvin Parker and Charles Hickson. The events the two men reported that night thoroughly derailed Parker's pursuit of a quiet, mundane life. It had all started when Hickson asked Parker if he wanted to go fishing after work. Parker, new to town, hadn't brought his fishing gear with him, so Hickson offered to loan him some of his. Now, for a man that loves to fish from the south to offer you to use his fishing equipment, that's like offering him your, you his wife, Parker said, just unheard of. The men tried. I'm going to just stop there for one minute. So wait a minute. So in the South, I just you know, I don't know if I believe this. In the South, if 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 we're going fishing, right, and you don't have any any fishing rod to hit for, on you, right? <laughs> you're telling me <laughs> that if I hey, you want to, I have an extra fishing rod here. That 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 you know that's like offering your your wife. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a little bit extreme, isn't it? I mean, you know, uh, a fishing rod is a sacred object to some people. You know, you know. Well, obviously, I mean, obviously, here in in uh, in Mississippi. I mean, I never, I never heard that one before. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty extreme. You know, hey, you want my wife too? Where you're at it? Are you hurt? Like, can you imagine asking someone for their fishing rod in the south and then being like, "How dare you!" Yeah, you think you have the right to come up to me and ask that? Fishing rod, I'm gonna kill what? you, you son of a bitch! <laughs> You're fishing rod now, boy. You know if you would ask me for anything else, ask me for anything else, even my damn wife. That's okay. <laughs> my fishing rod. Oh. But anyway, I digress. I'll go back to the article. Okay, just unheard of. He said it was. So I guess he's just joking, maybe you know. But still, it sounds funny. Some people think that way, though. Anyway, the men tried fishing in one location, but the swarming bugs prompted prompted them to head back to the shipyard where there were fewer lights to attract insects. Parker pointed out posted signs to Hickson when they pulled up, but Hickson brushed off his concerns about breaking the law. That don't mean nothing. I fish here all the time. They walked down to the old pier, cast out their lines, and waited for a bite. I distinctly remember I was looking at a boat across. It was an old overboat that they do the weather with, and it was made out of steel. And I, I was thinking to myself, now, 
How does something made out of steel float, Parker remembered? That's where my mind was. And that's when I noticed the blue hazy lights coming in from behind. You could see the reflection across the water. Think, thinking the lights were the police, he turned to Hickson and said, Charlie, we in trouble. You lied to me and we fixing to go to jail. When the men stood up and turned around, they said they didn't see police cars, but instead a long ovular craft floating around two feet from the ground, emitting a blindingly bright light. There were three bulky-looking creatures. I still don't know what they were, but they were, was coming toward us, Parker told me. By the time they got to us, I still couldn't see, for the light was so bright. He did, for the light was so bright. He described two of the creatures grabbing Hickson and one grabbing him, and that's when it carried me aboard the craft. Parker said the creature stopped at the door and injected him with what he described as a go-to-hell shot. Whatever it was ushered him from absolute terror to a sort of peaceful apathy. I didn't care what happened then. Parker described being taken aboard the craft down a hallway and into a room where the creature placed him on an examination table made entirely of glass. According to Parker, at that point, the gray, wrinkled creature that brought him aboard the ship left the room. That's when something came out of the ceiling about the size of a deck of cards. He said the square-shaped object circled around him, making a series of clicking noises. I never thought about it until here lately, but it was like this MRI I was in, except the click wasn't that loud, Parker explained, looking back. And then it just shot back up in the ceiling. Then a smaller being entered the room, which Parker said made him feel more at ease. He couldn't move his body, but rolled his head toward the creature. She was normal, he said. Matter of fact, if I'd been in a barroom drinking or something and was single, you, you know, at this time, I've, I'd have probably asked her out on a date. It looked just like a human, he explained, except for its middle fingers. Her two middle fingers were real longer than what an average person's would be. Parker recalled that without saying a word. The creature put its left hand on his jaw and opened his mouth. That's when she took her right hand and started running it down my throat, and I started gagging. She had scratched it up real bad, and it was bleeding. It was a darn mess. It pulled its hand back out. Parker had the impression that it didn't want to hurt him anymore. Then it made a groan from deep within its throat. I don't know if you ever heard an alligator's mating call where they vibrate the whole air around you, but that's how it sounded. That's when the creature that Parker said initially brought him aboard the craft. I really believe to this day it was a robot, he, he added later, returned and carried him back to the bank of the river. That's where the story really starts, he said, and then my life turned pretty much to hell right after that. Parker said his first instinct, which Hickson, Hickson initially agreed with, was to not tell anyone about what happened to them. Shaken and in shock, the men returned to the car to find the passenger door window, window shatter, shattered, though still in place in the frame. When they opened it, the glass fell out. Parker said that the car, which was relatively new and had never previously had issues starting, failed to start several times before it finally cranked, the motor sounding rough. On the drive back home, Hickson changed his mind. He, he thought they needed to tell someone about what happened to them, despite Parker's protests. Hickson dialed Keesler Air Force Base in Biloxi and briefly explained what happened to them before being told that they didn't handle UFO reports anymore. Project Blue Book was finished, they said, and to call the local authorities. At the Jackson County Sheriff's Department, the men were questioned separately about their experience, then put in a room alone together where they were secretly tape recorded. On that tape, you will still 
they were still talking about what happened to them and how scared they were, said Philip Mantle, a researcher with over 40 years of experience studying UFOs. I think Calvin's almost praying at one time. Parker said that after the deputies listened to the secret tape recording, which he and Hickson didn't learn existed until much later, they took them more seriously. Parker urged the authorities not to tell anyone about what he and Hickson reported. I wasn't going to tell a soul, he emphasized. But when we got back to the shipyard the next day, they already knew. When they got to work, F.B. Walker and Sun Shipyard was swarmed by news vans. Parker estimated that around 200 reporters were there hoping to talk to him and Hickson. Yeah, there was a lot of people that showed up after that. Uh, and I'm not going to read the entire story, but I will leave the link. The link is will be in the description for people to to uh, uh, to read it. But I, I would say that this, uh, I mean, this is a credible abduction story. It always has been. It's always been one of the, 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 the best known ones. I mean, why would these two guys lie about something like this? I just don't I, – I just can't see it. I mean, this guy pretty much kept quiet about it his whole life. He's only talking about it now. He's older, uh, and uh, and he's actually I, – I, I've read all the other articles where he was actually uh, upset a little bit that it took the government so long to actually start talking about UFOs again. Um, but I, I, I think that they're telling the truth. I think that him and this other guy now – Mr. Hickson has already passed. He's passed away, uh, but, you know – Calvin Parker's still there, and they still he's still, you know, this is a story that he told back in 73. Now, he pretty much kept quiet about it all these years, but now he's talking about it. Uh, like, I, I've seen him on TV, too, recently in a, in a recent interview. And uh, I just think it's uh, an amazing story. And and what were they doing? I mean, sticking it, I mean, it was some sort of an examination. Um, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Well, maybe, well, there's a few different... There's a bunch of, you know, with any alien abduction story like that, there's a whole bunch of different questions to ponder, different things. What, you know, I can go into something specific. What do I think they were doing on the ship, for instance? I mean, I mean, he said he looked, he said that it uh, reminded him of a modern day MRE machine. What are they called? MRE machine? MRAs? Yeah. So it's probably like they saw it, like they said, some sort of medical investigation. If you know this whole story is real, these were aliens. I would guess probably either trying to collect data on the human body, as you know humans would on other creatures or other humans, um, or possibly um, uh, I don't know. It's possible they could have been healing the guy from some sort of. Uh, from some sort of illness that he never knew that he had, or something, you know. I, I, it's I, anything. I, I mean, it's speculation. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. It's. Um... <clears throat> I think. I think what it seems like to me, what what was going on is that it's, it, they were taking. Uh, she, she was scratching up his back of his throat, trying to get some uh, DNA samples. You know, maybe something to use in their, you know, hybridization. Pro who knows? Who knows what they're doing? But you know, the the weird thing is. The, the beings that they saw that came out of the ship, I've never heard. I, that's the only case where I heard any sort of visitor or even a robot or not. I mean, I've never seen. If you if you look at the picture of these of these be of these things, right, what they look like the, the the these robots that they said that look like were wrapped with mummy skin or something, or like like bandages, it's just a terrible looking thing. And they floated out of the ship. Basically, they floated. 
and then you just grab them. I mean, so so basically, basically, what happens here? Okay, you're standing on a shore fishing on a river, right? On on a on a on a pier, right? You're standing there. Imagine this: you see this light coming toward you, and then it lands right behind you, but it's not even touching the ground. It's a it's a it's a couple of feet floating above the ground. All of a sudden, a, a hatch opens up. Three robot type floating things come out with pincers. The, the, the things had pincers for hands. So these kind of things come flowing out and grab you. Just you have you can't even think straight. Now, next thing you know, you're getting dragged into a spaceship. You're getting laid on a table. You're getting examined by, you know, apparent alien beings. I mean, I, I don't know. If, I mean, that, that's a tough. I mean, I don't know if I if that if I was those guys, I understand like why it would be hard to talk about that. Like, I mean. It would be hard to tell people about nineteen, especially nineteen seventy three. I mean, I don't know. You want to tell somebody this? I could understand why they wanted to keep it quiet. I mean, it sounds outrageous, but I mean, why would they lie? There's no reason. I mean, why would you want to put yourself in that position? I just don't see why they would. But a lot of people say that they made it up because they don't have any other excuse. Well, now hold on. Now it is. I mean. I mean, to be fair, I mean, to say that they made it up, I mean, even if you believe in aliens, I mean, like, what, what is the sort of evidence that they have other than, like, I mean, I hate to say this, I'm not a skeptic or anything, but what sort of evidence do they have for this particular alien abduction other than uh, their, they, you know, both of their reports of it are, uh, were close enough to similar, you know what I mean? Well, well, I mean, I guess the, the, the proof of this whole case, what made this proof, this, this case fascinating, is that they went to the cops, they told them what happened separately. The stories pretty much jived. So then the cops put them in the into a side room, and they didn't, and those two guys didn't realize that there was a secret tape recorder recorder in there recording them. And the whole time, both of them were like, Oh my god, I can't believe this happened. Oh my god, I, I never thought I'd see so. I mean, they were very they're you know, audibly, you could tell that these people were really upset and really believed that what they just what just happened to them was real. Now they were swarmed after this story got out. Then I mean, there was all kinds of people that showed up to interview them. They were on TV or all over the world. Story was a worldwide was picked up worldwide. They became famous. Uh, but you know that's the problem when you when you when you come forward with this kind of information. I mean, it's like in 1994 when my you know me and my buddy Scott were fishing and we saw the UFO. You know, Scott's first inclination was. I'm not telling anybody. I'm not saying like I said after it was all over. When we got out of there. I said, we, we were sitting in a coffee shop. And I said to Scott, I said, you know, I said Scott, that was a UFO. He said, I'm not telling anybody. I'm not saying anything. That was his first concern, you know, uh, because of the stigma and you know how people would look at you. And um, of course, I've talked about it. That's always a very depressing aspect to me of um, like UFO abduction stories. You know, like, it's always very upsetting to like. You know, people have like, oh, I had a mystical experience where I literally saw aliens, but people, other people couldn't possibly, other people would find that weird. So I'm just going to never mention it. You know? Well, yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, you know. Well, 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 I think, you know, now, well, of course, that time when I was fishing, when I was there, that was an abduction, but it was just, just seeing a UFO up close, but seeing one. And that was, you know, uh, Still, I mean, if you 
if you go, if we went and went to the police and put it in the newspaper, which we didn't, we didn't, we never went in. We just, you know, I told people about it. I mean, but we never contacted the, the newspapers. And, hey, we don't believe what we saw. You know, we didn't go that far. Uh, I mean, it's hard to prove. You, you know, people, some people are going to say you're nuts. Some people will, will believe you. But uh, regarding these two guys, uh, Hickson and Parker, I mean, this story is, I mean, it's for one thing, I, I, I'm just curious, like these, these robots that came out again, I've never heard of anyone else seeing like of all the different abduction reports over the years. I've never heard like anything that, that looked like those things again. Like that was the, that's, that was like a once and done. So is, you have to want, I, I wonder, does that mean that sometimes some of the beings are coming here, they're just here one time to check us out and then they're gone again? <laughs> You know, so that that that's a that's that's something to think about. But uh, I mean, I guess the other thing is is you know this whole thing like when people when people will make fun of, of something like this, you know, people would think, oh, this is this is too crazy, it's too fast. I like like they hear a story like this and they just can't believe it on its face because they just don't believe in aliens. So that's already like they can't believe it just because they just can't believe in alien visitors. But really, what's so fantastic about alien visitors? I mean, I don't see what what possibly, you know, what's so fantastic about it. I mean, really, why why does that seem so far fetched? When really, this whole life that we're in right now is, is it's it's pretty far fetched to me. The whole you're thing. Right. Like, why why would that be surprising? No, you're right. Uh, you know, like people always ask, you know, is there life on other planets? You know, but uh. Just as crazy a question is, is there life on planet Earth? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and there is. And we, and we look at it. It's teeming with life. I mean, there's uh, there's human beings. I mean, there's all these animals and fish and birds. I mean, you know, vegetation, plant life. I mean, all kinds of life. You know, microscopic life to, to you know, to elephants. I mean, we got everything to great whites, to to whales i mean from the smallest to the you know we you 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 name it we got it so why is it so crazy to think that with all those other stars out there that have all those other planets flowing around them billions trillions you know why is that so fantastic when someone says yeah you know last night i was fishing and next thing you know this round spaceship showed up alien beings got out of it dragged me into a craft and and did experiments on me and threw me back on the beach and then took off why is that like why do when people hear that kind of thing why does that sound so crazy to them i i, I don't get that i guess I, well, i'm confused at that part well like maybe i'm some different though there's an old saying there, there is an old saying i forget exactly how it goes but it goes something like um great claims require great evidence or yeah, outstanding yeah. claims require outstanding evidence yes yeah. Now, 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 listen, I believe firmly in aliens, as you know. I do. However, I can also understand the skepticism that a person could have regarding it. Uh, you know, a person may just want to withhold judgment on that sort of thing before they're either completely confirmed or unconfirmed, you know, or, or uh, discredited, you know what I mean? And some people are just like that. Um, and another thing I will say about this particular case in specific there isn't necessarily, from what I see, like if you believe everything that they say and they're right about everything, uh, they're telling the truth and all that, there's still no necessarily reason to believe that these are aliens. I mean, it could be uh, a number of other things other than necessarily aliens. It could be 
government robots? I mean, I know that's a bit far-fetched in its own way, but hey, no, I'm serious. You know, hey, government robots. You know, uh, okay. Uh, it might be time travelers of some sort. It might be humans from the future, future generations coming to get. You know, maybe they need uh, past, uh, you know, past human DNA for something in the future, like they ran out. I don't know. Well, um, well, there's there's all different theories. There's, I mean, like, I mean, a lot of people say, you know, I always say extraterrestrials until, I mean, I, I here, here's why, and I, I'll, I'm sticking with extraterrestrials now. If if somebody comes forward, if somebody in the government finally says, you know what, yeah, there are visitors here, but they're not extraterrestrial. They're uh, they're uh, ultra terrestrial or they're interdimensional beings. You know, whatever. Okay, I'll look. Okay, oh, okay, I was wrong about that. <laughs> All I'm saying is I know there's something here, whether they're ex as far as we're concerned, they're extraterrestrial because they're we're not seeing them all the time, right? They're completely foreign to this planet as far as we can tell. I mean, they do have the ability to be in space. I mean, they've been seen in space, these craft. There have been UFO reports, you know, around the moon and in space. And obviously these beings, whoever they are, have the ability to go deeper in space than we do. So... Okay, I, I mean, it could be beings that live under the ocean. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. It could be subterranean entities, um, and that's not necessarily that's not as far fetched. I think as it seems. I think that this is a little bit off off the main topic, but and you know these sorts of alien abduction things, they're not. They, you know, like I said, they're not necessarily aliens. They could be. It is possible that on Earth, on Earth, there is a more intelligent than human species that we just have yet to discover. Because it lives in some sort of environment that we don't go in, like maybe Antarctica or underground or the ocean. That's very possible. That that's very possible. I I I I I don't know. I don't know the again, but I don't see it. What's wrong with just sticking with extraterrestrial for now until until we get the rest of the facts? Let's not make it too confusing <laughs> for everybody. Because I mean, we're trying to talk to people here. Yeah, I think there's alien beings coming here next next. You know, well, you know, and then you have somebody else on the other. But you know, it could be interdimensional. You know, and then then then, you're, then the people you're trying to convince of this reality are like, oh god, now what an interdimensional. <laughs> well, no, you're right about that. Okay, you're right. Uh, it's Which is, I, I mean, there's other dimensions. Like there, there's scientists that say there could be multiple, you know, other planes that we can't even see. Other dimensions, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. I mean, and you wouldn't be able to see them because we're living in this three dimensional with or fourth dimensional, if you want to throw in time. Well, now so, wait, hold on, now wait, 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 wait. I'm not sure if time is necessarily. Uh, I'm not sure if time is necessarily the best way to describe the fourth dimension. I don't know. However, I don't know what I the best that, way is. I think that the best way, most from what I understand, the best way to describe the fourth dimension would be a very long, very long detour that I would probably not be able to do well in this conversation. Do do justice well. You know what I mean? The fourth dimension. The fourth dimension. The best. The best way I could imagine it. It'd be like. Um, if I were to try to describe what I imagined the fourth dimension to be like, uh, I don't think it would be time. Why would the fourth dimension be time? Because I mean, I mean, why wouldn't it actually be time? I mean, a lot of people. Th I, I think actually, a lot of people look at that. I mean, if you're going to say the, the the first three dimensions, you know. Uh, then the next one would have to be time. I mean, it would be a dimension. It's a way that we measure how we got from this point in time to this point. You know, I, I, I don't no, know. So hold on. If you want to talk about dimensions, from what I understand, uh, the main, the way a what defined a dimension is how many uh, axes it can it can move along. Let us say a first dimensional object can move along one axis, a two dimensional object can move along two axes, 
And so like, you know, a, a coordinate plane is like a two dimensional kind of uh, tracking system. You can, you know, if you can mock it on a coordinate plane, then you can see where any two dimensional object is. Like, you know, like a two dimensional object could be a shadow or a mirror reflection, right? But uh, while well, a third dimension would have, would free axes, it is say, it can go out in three different directions, so to speak. A fourth dimensional object would just be something that can go out in four dimensions. And so I'd imagine that the best way to visualize that would be like as if you were holding a kind of remote in your hand that when you turned a dial on it, it would as if shift your perspective. Yeah, well, if you could do that. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if that's the way. I mean, let's, let's, uh, I, I mean, actually... if you look left and right and you look up and down, and anything that exists has to exist either in an up or down axis and a left or right axis. And so it exists on a two-dimensional axis. Now, if it exists forward or back, then it exists somewhere in a three-dimensional axis. It is, say, somewhere on, you know, somewhere on all three of those axes. It could be mapped in a third dimension. Now, fourth dimension would be something hypothetical that moves out in four axes that I can't really comprehend or understand. Well, here, here's a, if you if you type in. If you were to look on uh, the Wikipedia page, they show you the a 40 equivalent of a cube as shown as a, well, it says here, let's, I'm just going to read a little bit what they're saying about the four, a four, a four dimensional space 4D is a mathematical extension of the concept of three dimensional or 3D space. Three dimensional space is the simplest possible abstraction of the observation that one only needs three numbers called dimensions to describe the sizes or locations of objects in the everyday everyday world. Uh, the adding of a Lilia Ross says the the idea of adding a fourth dimension. Late, you know that was something that came up later. They came up with later on. Um, it doesn't really get into this, and I'm not gonna. This is two people that don't know anything about physics trying to discuss the fourth dimension. Yeah, that's what this is. I mean, I mean, if if there's some physical scientists, <laughs> look at these two dopes. <laughs> I'm always making fun of certain people. Here. Look at these two dumb scientific dum dums. Fourth dimension. Yeah, I tell like a total moron here talking about fourth dimension. Well, I don't know. I, I, I who knows? I'm just saying. I, I don't know what the fourth dimension. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe I'm these hypothetical you know. fourth dimensions. You know, I, I need to get someone who's on an expert on ph in physics. You know, on here. No, not because you know, I'm, I'm certainly not. I, I, all I am. Here's one thing I'm an expert. Here's one thing I am an expert in. I can tell you this. I know something's coming here. I say I, I've had these. <laughs> they might I've be seen fourth, these things. They might be fourth dimensional entities. Yeah, there could be. There could be fifth dimensional entities or sixth dimensional entities. Not that I know what I'm talking about. See, I, I think about these things like interdimensional beings, or you know, then my brain starts hurting because it's hard to imagine. You know, like I've I've seen people explain it. I've seen scientists explain it to me. You know. It's just so fantastic, you know. I I can't. It's, but I'll, here's what I do know: I know that there are beings here because I, I of course, I've told you about the the three fingered claw hand. You know, I told you that yeah. so you've heard that story a number of times. Of course, the 1994 thing, and of course, the disappearing dog. Um, I'm I'm not going to get into that right here, but uh, that's how I know. That's all I, I. And so I know because of those things. Like I know, I was like, oh, you know. 
So I, I feel like I'm somewhat qualified to, to, to talk to, to discuss these things. And being that I know, <laughs> I know. I don't think you ever. You've never seen anything. You didn't tell me. Um, I've had mystical experiences, not necessarily as, uh, not like not like yours, not necessarily as big as important as yours. But I've had mystical experiences, some small minor ones. Mystical experience. Yeah, well, mystical spirit. This wasn't mystical. I mean, this wasn't like so. I was like somewhere, somewhere. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I use that. I use that term. You know. <laughs> no, I use that term for for everything. You know, you you see an alien, you see a ghost, you see Bigfoot. That's a mystical experience in my mind. I guess you know. Okay. I never saw Bigfoot, but I did meet somebody that saw Bigfoot, and I believe this story too. I think I've showed you that spot, actually. That spot where that guy saw Bigfoot. We went to that walk. And a, you did. Yeah. I believed him. I believed his story. Now, a lot of people, uh, they don't they don't believe in that kind of stuff. That's odd. If Bigfoot seems really tame compared to a lot of things like people believe in. Like Compared to aliens or ghosts, even, Bigfoot seems like most logical. I, I, I could, you know, I, I mean, the world's a big place, and uh, I mean, it's possible. I, I've never seen one. I, you know, um, I think it's real. I mean, I, I, I've seen that footage. I, I, I did, I did, I don't do a lot of videos about Bigfoot. I, I every now and then I'll, I'll look into it. I, I did one recently, I guess, uh, several months back on the, the Patterson Gimlet footage that was enhanced. Somebody enhanced it, and it just, it brought out more details, and as far as I'm concerned, this is proof. This, these guys weren't—they couldn't have faked two 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 cowboys back in 1967 had better makeup effects than the planet people in the Planet of the Apes in 2001: A Space Odyssey. That's impossible. I mean, this thing was—it it was real. I mean, you could see—I mean, close-up, enhanced version, you know, more detail of the legs and the movement and the in the back. I mean, you could see the muscles moving in the neck. I mean, I just think it's, you know, that there's something out there. And there's a lot of people that really believe it. And there's a lot of people searching for it. But I just think that uh, I think it's real because, I mean, there's evidence for it. I mean, there's been footprints. There's been hairs that have been recovered. and for But at the same time, I think it's just so elusive. It had, it's so well at, at hiding itself and keeping itself, you know, camouflaging itself and, and, and basically steering clear of human beings. I mean, it's done a great job. I mean, beyond any animal, apparently that's that, I mean, and why wouldn't it? It's probably has, it's intelligent. It's, it's humanoid. It's it, for all we, we know it's a missing link. It could be, this is what we could have looked like way back when, I don't know. So they might have an intelligence of the, of the, the that regular animals just wouldn't have. You know, so yes. Yeah. I mean, what's your th idea on that? Well, I mean, when it comes to Bigfoot, I mean, the idea of <coughs> very simply the idea of an undiscovered great ape that either still does or at least used to live in the American woodlands is perfectly reasonable to believe. It's it, it's a, there's nothing even mystical necessarily about it, actually. it's. Um, I mean, I know I said before, seeing Bigfoot would be a mystical experience, because that's seeing a cryptid, but there's nothing otherworldly even about the idea of a Bigfoot. It's just an undiscovered kind of chimp or gorilla, you know, great ape. I, I think I understand, you know, if you're someone who um, 
you know, I, 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 you know, there's a lot of people out there that want to prove. I mean, they want to get the absolute proof of this thing, and they still haven't. They haven't come up with it. I mean, for a lot of reasons. I mean, for one thing, they just want to prove to the world what they believe, what they've always believed to be true. Uh, secondly, they want to capture one of these things. Obviously, I mean, I mean, the prestige and the money that they would make would be tr- tremendous. Like if you know, if you were to drag in a, a, a corpse of a Bigfoot, oh my God! I mean, think about. Uh, I mean. I mean, you're going to be on. You're going to be on. You're going to be on every major news station in the world. If so, the person who actually ever catches one, you're, you're you're going to become one of the most famous people of all time. I mean, imagine the book deals, the movie deals, everything. If somebody was actually ever to capture one of these things, which, which you know, why it's so hard? They can't do even with the technology that we have. Whatever their their abilities to be in the wild is just so much better than what we have. I mean, do you think that it's possible that they like um, that they like died out around the time, like like they were like already on the decline, and then like, like do you think it's possible that Bigfoot is like extinct? Maybe it had. I don't know. Like, so, 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 it, you know, the, the people still ha- hear noises, though. They still. I mean, some from some of the things I've seen, there's a lot of people that still, you know, hear things. They they they, they hear noises and. I just don't. I don't know. I don't think so because they're still finding proof. I. I don't know. I, who knows? I just mean there hasn't been there hasn't been necessarily any proof as good at the Patterson Gimlin footage has there, like ever, like before or since. I don't think so. No, I don't think there's ever been any proof as good as the Patterson Gimlin footage. As far as I'm concerned, I think the Patterson Gimlin footage is the best evidence because, again, you know, I, I just can't see two cowboys back in 1967 finding a better uh, coming up with a monkey suit that surpasses what they were using in movies like 2001 and planet of the apes, which came out in 19, both that came out in 1968. I mean, you watch those movies and that's pretty good makeup for the time, but this Bigfoot suit is way better than those things. I mean, it, it, lo- it looks real. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see how you, how you, how they would be able to do that. They, they you know, and, and, you know, my miles and miles out in the wilderness, you know, where they filmed this. You know, I know this is a little off topic, but I didn't know they restored that. When did they restored that? They restored well, it's the- not that it's not that it's restored. I mean, there's been people that have been doing uh different people have, have taken that film footage and, and done all kinds of work on it, enhanced it over the years, you know, stabilized it, you know, and that's what they did. It was a it was a channel, uh was a, a TV show uh called uh I can't remember the name of the show right now offhand. Um and and but basically they they enhanced it they they stabilized it and it looked better than it ever has before and you know it's to me it just shows that there's that this is a real being this isn't it couldn't have been a man couldn't fit in a suit like that and make it make it move the, the nose you know and it's a female creature too you can see the breast hanging off the thing I mean, again, I just don't see two cowboys coming up and, and being able to pull off a hoax like that. Uh, Patterson, who died in the early seventies, he went to his grave saying, "No, it was real." And 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 uh, the other guy, same thing. He's still alive, and he says, "Yeah, that's not fake. That's what we saw that day." Gimlin, Bob Gimlin, he's he's still around, and he says, "Yes, it's real." But okay, I'm gonna move on. So I guess he, you know. 
you you yourself you haven't uh, at, at this point you i mean i i don't know you could live your whole life tad and you and you won't see anything you know bigfoot ufo you know i think actually there's more evidence out there of alien visitors than there is of bigfoot actually really? uh, that's my i i think it's yeah i mean obviously yeah. i mean hundreds thousands hundreds of thousands of people have seen ufos uh there's just more visual evidence there's more pictures i mean for you know bigfoot's a very elusive kind of uh i mean it's just more elusive you just don't there's not a lot of video and and pictures out there and a lot of a lot of times it's hoaxes you know it's hoaxes i've seen a lot of a lot put it this way i've seen a lot more bigfoot hoaxes than actual bigfoot images well okay well yeah that's true that's true of any sort of cryptid like that you know any sort of that's true of ghosts. That's true of Mothman. That's true of, you know, I can go on. That's true of just, it's true of a lot of things, but I guess you're right. But I will say this. Don't you think that Bigfoot, as a claim, is um, less, I don't know, what's the word? Grandoise to claim? Grandiose. Grandiose to claim. Grandoise, whatever. You think Bigfoot's less of a grandiose claim than than UFOs? Well, yeah, just because like the idea of a the idea of a great ape that somehow just went undiscovered is not a huge major thing. Like if Bigfoot was discovered, it wouldn't even necessarily change the scientific landscape too much. You know, if aliens were discovered, that would change probably everything about human life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But if Bigfoot was discovered, that would probably just have a big cultural shift. But aside from that, you know, what do we learn? We learn a little bit more about great apes, monkeys, and chimps, and that sort of thing. Maybe find it's funny, it's funny that you're saying this. You know, a few months back, <laughs> I, there was a, a one of my followers, which I don't have a lot right now on on YouTube. One of my followers said, uh, like, I did a video on you on Bigfoot. And he said, "Oh, that's that. I'm out of here now. That's enough." Like he, in his mind, Bigfoot is completely foolish and ridiculous. But UFOs and the topic of, of flying saucers and alien visitors is not. But to him, like some people who like UFOs are just they think the idea of Bigfoot is completely ridiculous. And uh, and actually, I, I try to point out to the guy that you know there was a lot of cases throughout the years actually involving UFOs, aliens, and Bigfoot. In fact, in Pennsylvania, where we are right now, back in the 70s, there was a whole bunch of different weird reports out there in western Pennsylvania where the uh, people have multiple different cases where people saw flying saucer, Bigfoot creatures walking near a flying saucer, uh, you know, and then flying saucers taken off. I, I, there's, you know, weird stuff. I, the, uh, and not just here, but there, not just here in Pennsylvania, but there's been other cases too. Uh, you know, uh, there was you know some some guys ran out to, it ran into some out in the desert and uh, on the on the west coast there in a Mojave desert. Or I, I just read a lot of different stories. Uh, where I, well, I was like, why would anybody make something this so fantastic up in the first place? You know, and and these were normal people talking to you know telling local newspapers, you know, this is what happened. You know. So there there could be some sort of connection actually there between Bigfoot and and these alien visitors maybe maybe the maybe the alien visitors are kid, uh, you know maybe they're using them as slaves or something or maybe they're kidnapping them just like they kidnap us or who knows I don't know anybody they're saving the Bigfoots away from the horrors of the human race maybe that's they're what's preserving, going on. 
They're preserving the Bigfoots. Maybe the Bigfoot is the last last uh, evidence, the last trace of of the way we used to be left on the planet, and they're completely protected. Maybe that's what's going on here. These beings, right? This is all a big giant conspiracy to protect the Bigfoot from us, to keep it hidden from us. And so they're watching the Bigfoot at all times. There's 24, 24 7 security, de- alien security details hovering over the book Bigfoot as they, you know, watching them constantly, making sure that we don't get anywhere close to them. And when we do, right, that's when we get kidnapped and they yeah, make, us, yeah. make, us, make us forget and then send us back. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, that's definitely possible. You know, I mean, I don't say definitely possible, but what's a good word for it? I mean, it's. I like that sort of line of thinking. Oh, I don't know. I uh, see. Here's the problem: when you when you know something's going on, but you have no absolute, you don't have any scientists that are here to tell you uh, that to fill you in with the rest of the blanks, or you know, you're, you're, when you have your government pretending like, oh, it's not real, we don't know, you know, playing games. This is what you get: you get all this wild speculation because that's all you could do because we don't have the answers, right? So, I mean, and this is more in line with the, I, I don't think the government has anything to do with, with Bigfoot. I don't think they care. You know, there's no conspiracy by the by the government or ever were, what was there, right, to to uh, keep, uh, you know, Bigfoot uh, secret. Well, I don't know about that. I, I don't know. Why? Okay, give me a reason why. why. <laughs> it would generate too big a cultural shift. What the fact of a Bigfoot? I no, I don't see that. Think about it. Okay, think about it. If you're the government and you know, if you're the government and you know that Bigfoot exists, and then people discover that Bigfoot exists, it's like that's that discredits the status quo. You know, they wouldn't like that. I'm just saying it's possible. I don't know. I think the government. Nah, there, there's reasons though. There would be really no reason. I mean, okay. Oh yeah, here here's another form of uh, of uh, some kind of ape slash man. I mean, I don't see what that's gonna. I mean, there might be some religions that might, you know, have, you know, that might feel it must be demons. You know, I, I don't know. You, <laughs> might have, you might have some of that, you know. Well, that's what they say about the aliens. Oh, they're demons from hell. Don't believe it. It's not, they're not from another planet. They're from hell. I hear about that, too. I don't like those theories. I don't like that. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely preposterous. I do like the theory that uh, I know that some people, they say that like, you know how people, they have, like, religious experience of, like, the, you know, gods, angels, that sort of thing. Some people say, well, maybe they're just aliens. Yeah. I like those sorts of ideas and theories. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, as, as, of course, you know, my personal experience, my, my, my personal experience back in the late 70s when I was, you know, eight, you know, going on nine years old, you know, waking up with, the, with that hand. You know, of course, I was going. I was an altar boy. You know, uh, and I, you know, I thought it was some sort of demon from hell, and I actually believed that. So I actually was one of those people. Actually, imagine that. At one time in my life, I was one of those people. Demons from hell. That's what I thought it was. I actually did. I for like ten years. I I, I was even afraid to think about it. It's like I, I, I didn't want to believe it, but in my mind, it's like, well, there was something there. It had three fingers. What the hell else has three fingers? It sounds like the devil or a demon or to me. And what was that sound that I was hearing? That weird humming sound. So it wasn't until like in the late 80s or something where I saw saw a documentary about, you know, you, uh, alien abduction. That's when I started thinking, wait a minute. 
Now I know what that was. You know, this is a bit of a digression, but you, you know that personal experience of yours, uh, that free finger thing? The yeah. I, I have a personal really silly theory about that. Uh, you say that, the, that one day when you were a kid, you had an experience when you, you, you saw like an alien for your for like a hand, at least a free fingered hand. I saw the shadow. Coat. It was a thin blue blanket. Right. Now, you know how like humans do this to signify peace? What if they were just doing their version of it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about, I don't know if they were doing that. Like, you know, I mean, like, what was well, that? What would be the purpose? Show up in the middle of the night with a little kid. Why, why would he be hanging out with a little kid in the first place? You know? I don't know. It's just, well, if, uh, that's how. That's probably how. That's probably how would do it. Okay, let's just go up to a defenseless one and try to interact with them. Oh, well, that's you could be right. I mean, this is the seems like they they do do that. I mean, they when they when, when they when they show up to a lot of people, a lot of people usually kids. I mean, there was an incident in in Australia in the sixties. There's been other incidents, but the biggest one that we know of is that's 1994 incident in uh, Zimbabwe, the Ariel School incident, where there was 62 school kids during a during a, a break. You're outside in broad daylight, and a UFO lands. They just made a documentary film about it. There's been lots of documentaries, but there's a new one that's. I didn't get to see it yet. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. But anyway, uh, it lands. A spaceship lands. Sixty-two little kids are seeing this thing, and these three beings get out. You know, and one of them's communicating telepathically with these kids, telling them about the da environmental dangers, right? And then the thing, this I guess they leave, and it flies away, and all the kids go in there screaming to the teachers, and you know. It's a big deal. All these, uh, a lot of different people went and interviewed these kids, and and now they're growing up and they're all still standing by the story. You know, it's not like a bunch of you know six, seven, eight year olds are going to have a conspiracy. Hey, let's all say, you know, you know what I mean. Let's all say we saw it. sixty, you know, sixty of you know. them. Let's all say a UFO landed. And and a, and a, and, a, and a guy from space came out with, with his head, with his, and they all described like this guy with a bit, you know, these bigger head with the eyes that wrapped around, just like you know the, the grays. Now, there's no way a bunch of little kids are capable of of a conspiracy like that. Uh, and the other thing is, it's not a mass hallucination. You know, that's absolutely absurd. But you know, so I, what's going on here, as far as I'm concerned, is you know. They they're not afraid of, uh, I mean, meeting with little kids in mass because you know little kids ain't gonna throw you know six seven and eight year olds ain't gonna pull out AK forty seven you know AK, you know AR fifteens you know what I mean or or, or, or what a, a human might do who knows I mean we're so dangerous we, we we can't get along with each other I mean these no wonder they don't come near us well. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, no, you're, no, you're right. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily know if aliens find us dangerous. I wouldn't go that far. Um, I mean, they still do come around. Um, I can't imagine that they could find us dangerous. I mean, if they're if they're traveling through space, they have to have more advanced technology. Oh, so, I have heard the theory though. That it's very well possible. In fact, I think I might have actually, I might actually might have. I think I just came up with this idea on my own. <laughs> but basically, you know, what if aliens they just completely only focused on their developing their technology, like since their civilization's conception, on just like actual useful shit. Sorry, actual useful stuff. 
Sorry. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, actual useful stuff instead of, you know, <coughs> as we've done, you know, a lot of uh, guns and bombs and nuclear weapons and that sort of thing. What if instead they just, instead of ever developing swords or guns or anything like that, these aliens just went over to developing immortality and teleportation while we went and digressed into nuclear weaponry and explosives, you know? And so they, they can teleport over here, but they, aside from that, you know, if we nuke them, they would just explode. Like, it's not like they have any defense against that. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's possible. I don't know. They, I, have, I, they I, advance I, more technology than us, but just no defensive capabilities. I mean, is it possible too? I mean, you know, one of the very strange things about the one, one of the famous, uh, one of the famous abductions was the Betty and Barney Hill abduction, uh, and, and and one of the things that Betty Hill said was that the aliens were surprised at the zipper, you know, that they never saw that. They said, "What's this?" Like they never saw a zipper before. So you would have to imagine that, even though they're advanced technologically, more technologically or, or advanced, you know. Far more, I don't know how I'm, what I'm saying, you know, more advanced than we are technologically, even though that's the case. But there might be some things that they just never even thought of throughout their advancements, or maybe they did think of them and they had forgotten them by this point because they're just so far beyond where that we are, where we are now. I, that's something. Well, yeah, that's fact. That's true. Even of uh, that's true of humans for themselves. Actually, when uh, there's certain cases in humanity's history. When we look back and we cannot figure out the certain sort of technology that we used to have. Well, what I'm saying is, is it possible that maybe aliens never, never even built a nuclear bomb themselves? Well, yeah. What if they never even thought of that? Now, I don't know. I, I would imagine that would be something simple, rudimentary as far as some uh, an advanced race would be. But, hey, I don't know. I mean, is it possible that maybe they, they never – they don't use nuclear. Maybe they never even – They've figured out tech, energy sources that never involve nuclear energy. You know. Yeah, I. I mean, I could imagine that if an alien in, in an alien species, I could imagine regarding something like that. Most of the time, if anyone were to discover a nuclear bomb, that any sort of government officials of the alien communities, <coughs> generally speaking, in most cases, would ban them. Same way as humans most likely would too, if it wasn't for the exact sort of political scenario where we have where everyone has to have bombs in order to defend against each other. Most aliens wouldn't have to wouldn't have that on their mind. They would just make it so that no, you're not allowed no one's allowed to have nuclear bombs, no one's allowed to make them. And so they wouldn't they would never have a reason for them in the first place. They would not allow people to create them or store them or hoard them just because they are claimed to somehow have uh, voted in power over people. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Aliens would not consider that useful, most likely. But that's a digression. Well, actually, you know, you know, here's a here's the here's the situation. The situation is back in, you know, 1947. Uh, that's when it seemed like, like, see, apparently UFOs have been along around a long time, hundreds and hundreds of years. People were seeing them back in the Roman times, off and on, but it never really became a concern uh, until 1947, a couple of years after World War II, and. And they were showing up a lot in New Mexico, which happened to be the only place in the world at, at that point, at that point in time, that had nuclear, you know, atomic bomb facility. You know, Roswell, New Mexico, actually was the home of the uh, 509th bomb group, and uh, you know, that's that's what they that's where the bomb came from. Okay, that's that's where that's you know this is where in this area. So, and there was a lot of UFO activity, especially in that area at that time. 
all over the place, but a lot in that area. Uh, were they interested in that? I mean, like that something when we dropped those atomic bombs in the in 1945, did that? spur something that that cause okay whoa 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 look at that what the what they're doing now yeah they're dropping these bombs on 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 themselves on other on other ones so yeah i could could see that um is that what is that why they came here in force it seemed like they showed up in force you know just a couple years later that they were there before but now all of a sudden okay wow they're all over the place it could, yeah i could definitely see that happening like either like it's like uh in star trek you know that was it if they had to wait until alien colonies reached a certain level of technological advancement before they would contact them, you know? Uh, that's that's one theory. Um, another thing, it could be that just, like, literally it's the radiation or whatever caused by dropping nuclear bombs could have possibly, like, created some sort of, like, signal or something in space, which people, which they're able to pick up. Like, whoa, we just got a, we just we heard a bunch of radiation come from certain space. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, there could have been something that 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 sent off a so like they could have had like they could have had probes already here on the planet, and when these things start getting detonated, okay, these probes sent off some sort of message into space, and then somehow to where these things are. Or again, they might have already been here too. Radiation. They could have seen like what what is this all this weird radiation suddenly form showing? How do you know? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's all pure speculation. It is pure speculation. But I guess we're going to end our show here today, Tad. I want to say thank you very much for joining me. It was a fun, fun discussion, and I hope you will join me again sometime. Yes. Okay.